Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's Strategy Academy podcast. I'm Christy Smith, VP of Clinical Strategies. And with me today, I have Jason Sasser, VP of Clinical Strategies for our Home Health Division. Hey, Jason. Hey. <laughs> welcome back. Thank you. Long time no talk. Uh, um, no. So we have episode four today for you all of our uh, eight-part financial series for home health providers. And if you listened to part three, you already know what the topic is. But for those of you who didn't listen to part three, we're going to be talking about lupas today and the lupa torpedo sinking home health agency ships nationwide. Jason's very creative with these titles. I have to appreciate that about him. <laughs> but it does, you know, lead us into a really big topic with lots of information. Um, so hopefully you all will find this helpful today. Um, and again, our, our aim here is just to give you some really high level, key tangible takeaways that you could implement at your organization or audit or review at your organization to ensure yourself that you're not leaving any reimbursement on the table. So before we dive into it, Jason, um, for some listeners out there that might not be, you know, overly familiar with home health or maybe newer to the home health arena, can you explain what a LUPA is for those folks? Yeah, it's, uh, it's the dreaded four-letter word. <laughs> <laughs> it stands for a low utilization payment adjustment. And so kind of in order to determine the patient-specific LUPA threshold, you will need to have the following five factors from the admission. You have to look at the admission uh, episode timing, the admission source, the clinical grouping, the functional level, level, and the comorbidity adjustment, which, you know, the functional level and the comorbidity adjustment don't come until after the OASIS is completed. So you have to have those five factors. And once those five factors have been determined, a looper threshold ranging from two to six visits will apply to each 30-day payment episode. Mm. And so what we, we were used to under PPS is that you only had to have five visits within the 60-day episode. That's not the case under PDGM. Like I said, it, the visit ranges from two to six visits every 30 days. So if you had, you could end up having, you know, uh, six visits your first 30 days and then four of the second 30 days. So you may have to have a total of 10 visits to, you know, avoid the LUPA. Um, remember that a LUPA occurs when there's one less visit than the predetermined threshold. And that LUPA threshold uh, can vary, like I said, from one 30, 30 day payment period to the next. Um, and a LUPA is really, it's a payment, but it's not what an agency really wants or needs. It is a payment based on the health insurance prospective payment system, the HIPS code. Uh, the payment is based on a national standardized per visit payment by discipline instead of an episode payment for a 30, 60 day episode. So it's mm. a big difference. <laughs> yeah. So what's the current data trend looking like with lupas in PDGM? Are they prevalent? Are they not so prevalent? What's going on there? Well, actually when the data come out, um, it's kind of like good news and bad news. Uh, when the data first came out, it said that in Q1 of 2020, we only had 7.4% of periods that ended up in lupus. However, since COVID-19 pandemic that we're all familiar with, it came onto the scene, it has increased lupus dramatically. Um, and I'm, when I'm telling you this, I'm not joking. I have done audits and looked at uh, different states uh, throughout the nation, and I'm seeing some places have up to 40 to 60% of lupus on their, on their uh, patients. So that's wow. very, very high. So, and, but that's usually due to uh, patients refusing visits during the COVID pandemic uh, or ALF, ILF, not letting clinicians come in to see their patient in the facility. Um, mm -hmm. And then, you know, missed visits usually is a big problem with this as well. But um, it's not uncommon for us to see very, very high lupa thresholds in, um, in right now in June. Um, and that's really 
you have PDGM that already kind of took a hit on agencies, and now you have the COVID nineteen pandemic, which has just put you know a lot of agencies in a financial crisis. To be honest with you, wow, that's crazy. Uh, you know, just thinking about it, are there some lupas that are unavoidable that are expected for home health patients, or are they? usually avoidable how does that work yeah there are some uh, that are expected um an expected loop occurs when the agency admits a patient that understands that a particular patient will not require enough visits to exceed the loop threshold there's two good examples of that uh one would be a patient who only requires a foley cath change every 30 days so you're looking you're only gonna have a maximum of two visits because all you're doing is changing the foley cath or, or a patient you may admit um onto care for a couple of days before they have like a major surgery, uh, just to kind of get them stabilized and kind of, you know, on a home exercise program and, and safety in the home. Um, but those are the two. So a Foley calf and a surgical patient would be in two of the expected lupus. Gotcha. Are there any particular clinical groupings or diagnoses under PDGM that have a history of being at risk for a lupa? There's actually two. Uh, when the data come out as well from NOC, um, and we looked at it, the uh, MS Rehab accounts for 19%, and MMTA Cardiac accounts for 18%. So they're kind of running a race right there hand in hand. Um, mm. Diagnosis-wise, uh, a total knee <laughs> is your number one, and your number two is the fitting of a urinary device. So, um, And the average payment for those patients were $283 for the entire period. So you can kind of – you're already upside down looking at that, you know, just in calls from – the therapy and the mileage and the supplies. Um, so that's really, you can kind of see how lupus really um, impact the financials pretty significantly when you have them. Yeah, it sounds like it. So then what are some key strategies that agencies can put into place to mitigate the risk of a lupa? I would always say uh, good communication is number one, communication uh, about patient-specific lupa thresholds. You want to tell that to your whole IDT team. Uh a good tool that we have, you know, that we created here at Health for Heritage is our uh, PDGM uh, Pathways to Success. That once you kind of put all the information in from the Oasis and the clinical group, and it kind of tells you where your lupus are. So it's always good to, for the clinicians to know. Okay, based on this, you know, clinical grouping, I need to have six visits in the first thirty days to avoid a lupa. Communicating that, kind of plan for that with their frequency and all. But what I'm seeing a lot of the times is is that the lupus are occurring during the second 30 days. The first 30 days they are doing well, but on the second 30 days, they're writing frequencies that may only have one or two visits on into those mm-hmm. 30 days. And so therefore your most agencies are winding up with a lupa pretty much every time on the second 30 days. So I would always encourage you to use strategic scheduling. We've talked about that before. Is it more appropriate for maybe OT or speech to go in first before PT, you know, go in the first 30 days and then add PT the second 30 days. Um, kind of spacing out your nursing visits as well. You know, should we kind of, you know, be doing one once or twice a week for nursing instead of three times a week for education and all and kind of spacing that out and so you don't have a lupa during that second 30 days. And then also, you know, communicating with your patients, you know, around their physician appointments and follow-ups so you don't miss visits. Um, that's a huge uh, issue as well is missing visits, especially on a Friday. <laughs> you know, a lot of Older ladies like to go get their hair done on Friday afternoon. So uh, <laughs> you kind of want to make sure you're not missing visits because of that. Uh, mm-hmm. Always train your staff to attempt to reschedule visits or have a plan in place where other clinicians can cover a visit if they're missed. And then also be cautious of tapering visits down during the second 30-day episode. Uh, the practice of tapering we've seen uh, inadvertently leads to potential lupus. So you kind of want to avoid that. 
For sure. Well, hopefully some of those strategies will help to keep providers ships afloat, (laughs) Um, but all really great information. So thank you, Jason. Um, If you all have any questions, you can always reach Jason and I at strategypodcast at healthpro-heritage.com. We love to hear from you all. So uh, again, if there's any questions about lupas or anything else that you've heard on any of our podcasts, please don't hesitate to reach out and stay tuned uh, because we'll be bringing more of these to you. We have parts five through eight still coming up. So um, hopefully you're finding this helpful. And again, feedback or questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Thank you so much, Jason. Thanks. You have a good day. You too. Bye, everybody.